Hampshire has inspired them to one of their greatest ever European That was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's and Man United's biggest high, I would say, in the last three years under the managership of Ole. And uh, he's gone now after what was probably his biggest low after Man United lost 4-1 to Watford at Vicarage Road. Listener, welcome to the Google Football Podcast. Varun and I are back on this pod and uh, we did discuss slightly on the last pod about how we might be talking about a new manager at Man United. And here we are. Hey Varun, how are you doing? Great, Amol, great. How has it been with you? It's been a quite adventure, a uh, couple of days, I believe, for every United fan, although it feels like it was coming, but yes. uh, got dragged for a few weeks. Or yep. probably a season for some United fans that it should have been done quite earlier. But yeah, mm. I've seen a lot of divide amongst United fans as well. And I want to see where your rational stands as well. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward. <laughs> totally. No, no, absolutely. Uh, first of all, to start with, I mean, I totally believe. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, one of those United fans who feel that uh, Ole has kind of left United in a better place than mm-hmm. uh, the one he founded uh, back in 2018. I think uh, this squad, this team, this, the state of the club is far better than you know what uh, the world-class manager in Jose Mourinho left it in. So I think that's that's something a credit all goes to to Ole. And on the point that you mentioned around uh, you know dragging it a couple of weeks or maybe a season, I think the Europa League final Gdansk was should have been the the tipping point. Um, instead, what Man United as a club, as an organization, did was entrust him with more time and more funds and uh, better players, which kind of put these, you know, the expectations to the roof. And rightly so. I mean, when you have players like Ronaldo, Sancho and Varane come in, world-class players, right at the right age. Okay, not Ronaldo, but he's still giving them goals. So I think that... That kind of led to the expectations going uh, through the roof. And when you have that squad performing horribly, especially that game against Watford was a fine, fine example of everything that was wrong with that with that squad. I think, yeah, it was it was clear that he won't survive. I, I think the game against Liverpool, the game against City, I think players, fans, everyone thought he might turn it around. But you cannot lose to Watford 4-1. That's just unacceptable. So that's my that's my initial reaction. That's my initial stance uh, on the sacking so far. So we'll probably touch base on how Ole was uh, in the previous season because that was one of the seasons in which I felt uh, that United are really a good team. Um, they were quite organized. And what change that it uh, had from... Because we... He was kind of aware that he has retained a set of players, but just got in a few players. So, mm. I've heard that I've even Paul Merson, if you followed, he's been quite critical that Ronaldo might not be a great fit. It was just an emotion that brought him into the squad and maybe that didn't suit United in a particular way. But I think there would be other starkling pointers as well, which which led to why Ole 
finally got the sack and also why he wasn't getting i think in the first place was i think maybe probably initially also uh, ole wasn't trusted that much he didn't get a string of results but then it was just a streamlined flow united got back into the shape mm. but before that even i think it's the reports that are coming in that woodward it's it's obviously end of his tenure he did never wanted another sacking under his name that right. it should happen so it, it to just avoid getting into a bad light and just sail through his timeline he stick with it and i think more comes down to when you have a club legend on the touchline it's how you behave or maybe how you approach to to that particular personnel when you are not getting a string of result had it, there been another any other player um uh, i think he would have been sacked pretty early yeah. it was just ole and his just connection with the fans and entire united uh that he it, it got delayed for me because i mm. felt it was inevitable just around the liverpool game only it was yeah. just uh about ronaldo saving him uh by getting uh, some late winners sometime draw sometimes they just playing good against uh, a pretty underwhelming spurs so then that's just i think delayed it but it's a right time i think it would have been better if that happened uh, just before international break because the new manager would have had time to settle in and understand the squad but i think it's pretty early to um get a new man new face on the touchline and just create this group again back and running i think yeah so a couple of good points there i think first and foremost uh, one thing i would say is in the, in all these times i think we've been critical of clubs not giving time to managers uh, kind of being impatient i think fair play to man united and we'll talk maybe good or bad reasons but fair play to man united for kind of giving ole a lot of time uh, giving him the right funds and in all fairness i think uh, he was given funds to build up his own squad and that's the thing you know ole cannot complain about is he this this squad was his own i think he trusted most of these players and i think that also kind of led to his his demise as a manager because um, i certainly felt some sort of favoritism being taking place uh, especially with the mcfred and him not kind of uh, you know taking in the likes of donny van der beek for example uh, but then at the same time uh, i have kind of go go to the club's hierarchy and how that is being run it's such a big mess uh, you do not i mean man united claim to be the one of the biggest clubs in the world and and rightly so at least in terms of uh, the the big commercial powerhouse that it is but then It, the, the decisions that they take i mean if you go back to 2018 in december ole was brought in to become the interim manager and to just take care of them for six months yes he got good string of results and they just kind of gave him they gave him the full full permanent contract i think that should have been avoided i think he, they should have stuck by him for the six months and then had let let him go um and would have allowed uh, somebody you know a world class manager because uh, no matter what you know man united fans love ole ex players pundits they love ole for the man that he is but it's clearly it was evident in a lot of games especially the europa league final that he's not you know one of the elite coaches who should be managing uh, an elite an elite, elite club like man united i think man united board and hierarchy were have not been ruthless uh, like for example chelsea you know you touched upon that if it was not ole they would have been he would have been sacked if it was not man united if it was chelsea if you go back to lampard's case for example last year i think chelsea were ruthless and sacking one of the biggest 
one of the biggest players they've ever had. And that was something that has kind of missed at United. Um, maybe because Ole was not like a Jose Mourinho or a, or a Conte who would, you know, demand certain things from from their uh, from their board up around players and that uh, you know funds and manage uh, transfers. I think Ole would never do that, and I think that played well in in you know you know play, play in the Glazer family's hands, for example, in, in Ed Woodward's hands, that they retained all the autonomy, they retained all the power, and they had this uh, okayish manager running their club and obviously not to the elitist of level. And uh, yeah, I think it's a mess. If, if you look at it, their, their statement that they have released, I think Mike, this, that it says that Michael Carrick will take care in the short term and then they will find an interim coach for the rest of the season. And then they will go on to find a permanent manager. Please tell me which top club, which, which organization, let alone a football club, runs like that. Coming back to Ole and kind of talking about him in particular about in this entire scenario, I think uh, he's not a bad man, man manager for sure. But at the same time, I think he's not. He can. He's he's a nice guy. People people like him. But two players and these big egos of you know the Ronaldo's, the the Bruno Fernandes, or the Maguire's even do they do they respect him? That's that's the biggest uh, question out here. I think uh, favoritism has kind of. Uh, added to this i think uh, if you see he trusted players like and uh, van bissaka maguire and uh, bruno fernandes for example even luke shaw but if you if you look closely you know at the last couple of months of how united players have performed i think the, the, especially these four have been pretty awful and you had uh, okay probably players like uh, diego dalo eric bai uh, alex Teres, and tony van der beek just warming the benches uh, not playing a part in this when clearly uh, the the players who are the first choice in that in those positions are not performing. And I think these players should have been given these chances to make their mark and to prove to the manager that they can do it. And he they were not given that chance. And it has you know again come back. I'll come back to sacking of of Ole. I think. Um, his reluctance with the you know the McFred, the famous McFred Mitch Pivot, has has not helped. It was pretty evident that he wanted um, some some defensive uh, capabilities in both of them. But I, I think I've always maintained that that neither of them are are defensive midfielders. I think if you look at uh, their careers uh, before Man United, I mean in terms of Scott McTominay, in terms of his academy time, I think he was a he was a forward. Uh, center forward. I mean, just before playing num- the number ten role, in fact, and uh, same goes for uh, for Fred at Shakhtar. I mean, he was a number ten as well. He was a creative midfielder, um, but Ole kind of stuck them in the in the midfield, hoping and obviously he they, he he wanted them because they were very hardworking and they had their physical attributes. Not Fred, to be honest, but then that was one. But uh, if you had taken uh, one of them off and play, be, uh, probably play uh, more attacking player in Donny, for example, that would have helped. And that just never happened. Uh, and that, again, goes back to that ruthlessness. I think he was a nice guy. Um, he was not, uh, like you mentioned, Sir Alex coming down or even, for example, these days, Thomas Sushil or, or Klopp or Guardiola. They have their, their own egos. And... Uh, Legend, I mean, Ole was a legend. Ole is a legend. Will probably be a legend at Man United, but I am not really sure if if a Cristiano Ronaldo or Bruno Fernandez ever felt that he knew 
what he was trying to do and he obviously the results speak for themselves and uh, yeah i think all of these things have concluded in in his hacking yeah so even i have uh, when i jotted down the pointers which could have led to which were the reasons basically where ole lacked uh, even on top as you mentioned about favoritism i've I, I wrote it down, lack of rotation that I've seen in Ole's squad. Not just in this season, but in the last season, I think he was able to find his set of playing 11, which just yeah. needed a pivot, as you mentioned, in, in in replacement of Fred. That was the ideal signing that even I was expecting that if they get a good CDM in place, like in, uh, on the levels of Kante and on the levels of Fabinho, then United are up there. They, they It would be very hard to defeat them on any day but rather than that i think then again uh, when you talk about he again trying to see that the same players which worked out for him in the last season mctominay was brilliant last season he i, I remember his brilliant goal i think if, if it was against city from from i think halfway down and that mm. was all these factors was coming in that even you have a huge variety of goal scorers you are getting. Your midfielders in Bruno was obviously outperforming the strikers. So everything in that particular uh, lineup was working out for him. It was more or less like whatever he was trying, although it were small changes in the squad, he would might rotate the front three a bit, but not the entire lineup. But that small changes was kind of helping him uh, and even getting the results in the in the in a proper deserved manner as well. What he, I think, thought that the same group of squad with just an inclusion of Ronaldo and and this is a rational that I have been getting from a, a very hardcore United fan as well and he's been following. But he never thought that. And it's a general notion as well that Ronaldo was never a fit uh, for this particular uh, lineup that Ole had built. But they just had to make that movement. But on the counter that I feel that if you this rule out the Ronaldo goals of this season, I think United would be in a very, very bad shape. Hmm, yeah. Right. So, the, he's got some uh, wins, uh, like match winners. He's got some draws in which United look pathetic in the first half. I agree to the fact he's not more the same level of, he's not doing the same level of pressing. He's not tracking back a lot. But he never did that. Yeah, he, he, he never, never did, did that. that. Yeah, and this, he was, this, this, although this. if I if I look at under Mourinho, he had to do that because Mourinho wants everyone to press. There was no option to to just mm-hmm. to disregard that, right? Under Zidane, they play a very counter-tracking football. So, in which he just wanted Ronaldo to be at a certain place. It was just a more position-like football, not being like you have to do the job of some other player, right? Yeah. Everyone had their each sector divided in, on, the, on a pitch and that's how they were flowing. I think that's what and, and, led to this. I think this coaching setup, this coaching team, the staff are, were probably inept to to handle or to play with a player like Ronaldo in the team. I think from whatever I've read about, you know, time at uh, time under Zidane, I think he, he wasn't a great tactician for that matter. He was just able to handle all these players and just allowed them to do things uh, which were right, and they did it well. I think this this coaching setup at uh, at United was just inept to handle a player like Cristiano in that. And it, like we go back to last season, finishing second, and then obviously this season, and now I think they're eighth or ninth, and horrible managers getting sacked. Uh, that shows that they were just unable to use uh, a player like Cristiano in that team. And uh, that has led to this. So, sorry for cutting you short there. but Yeah, I know. You mentioned the right point, like, 
that's now that now that that comes down to the creds of a of a world class manager and a normal yeah. manager yeah. that whether you you might be overthrown with a string of players right you might come mid season into a club you never know what you're going to expect which player is the best maybe some players got your right but on the training ground they're not so good but mm. in case of ronaldo i don't see i know he's not pressing back and i know he's not tracing back but he's doing his job for which he's assigned right he's a right. striker and he's getting the goals he's getting the assists he's at the right place at the right time creating the right moments and obviously there have been so much despite the season being not so good there have been very good moments that united fans can boast about this season because ronaldo has provided those yeah. uh, instances right now when i see people talking about that because this one single personnel in their squad uh, cannot be benched because as we all mentioned that sir alex uh, said to khabib that you don't best bench your best players and that could have a pressure mounted on ole back that he if he if he benches ronaldo he is going to get some slack right mm. but that's i think that's down to the aggressiveness of the manager that you initially also mentioned that ruthlessness that a manager can show is that even he can bench ronaldo it's down yeah. to the game by game setup that exactly. you can right you might play cavani up front in the teams that who are not very dominant in the air you you can play both ronaldo and cavani to the teams that are not in the air so you can change your philosophy as and when you see a different game but that reluctancy that even you mentioned that we were not seeing any philosophy change he didn't change the formation he could have changed the formation if he had three backs like i think in in the game varan got injured they looked solid till varan was there on the pitch with three at back but then as soon as he got injured the game again shattered so he was trying to do those things but again it was a delayed action if it had been taken at the right time it, i think they would have got a good string of results and i think a player like ronaldo in your squad would just make your midfielders better and not demote them like we've seen so at the start of the season i thought this is the season when pogba will just burst the way he kick started the season he got couple of assists in three games and a goal as well and uh, bruno again as 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 from last season he was looking sharp but when we looked at the unit together they were just not clicking even in the few starting starting games of ronaldo it was just i think the emotion uh, that ronaldo has joined united back that just paved way in the first few games and i think they faced newcastle the first fixture ronaldo came greenwood was on top but then we've never seen a very organized a very dominant united squad that probably we we saw last year the way they played chelsea the way they played city the way they even defended against liverpool as well but that that same organization is not coming from any player as well so as bruno was pointing after the last defeat to the fans that it's a collective fault it's not just ole's fault it's again a collective fault because he himself knows that he hasn't been at par since ronaldo has come it it should not be like that there is a very huge player his huge name in your squad and you get overshadowed by that you play up to that level and i think even when ronaldo was at united he would have looked up to the likes of vanish truly rooney and the other greats that were there in the squad and trying to bring his game to that level and that's what i was expecting from every united player that they, they see this man how he trains how he comes to the training ground every day how he what's his mentality for every game and i have not seen Ronaldo being dejected or feeling let down even United is down he's trying he's pushing we've seen although in 
only in the striking aspects but he's giving his all that's that's what i'm seeing so countering down that ronaldo inclusion wasn't a big fit for united and that's why they're struggling as a unit is a very vague statement in my opinion but that's a rational that's floating around as well so they they need, need to work on some some small bits on their tactics as well so i think that is one key aspect that i've uh, i feel is still missing mm interesting so let me we just touched upon coaches and we did a lot of talk about ole but obviously he's gone and mm-hmm. now they need to find somebody now i was i was stressing upon the fact that they have carrick as the interim manager before they find another interim manager for the rest of the season before they find a permanent manager to take them forward now that's uh, that's an organization in disarray completely but nevertheless they have to find somebody so if if you talk about um the interim manager post carrick uh, let's assume that carrick will let finally be allowed to you know get back to his assistant manager role or probably will have gone if the new interim manager gets his own stuff how do you think that can be done in in this modern environment how do you think that goes down uh, the throat of any top manager or any top professional coach uh, whosoever signs up for this role where um, he will get 6 months as an interim manager and he would know that that he'll only has 6 months and then he'll be let go uh, i'm pretty sure the the the, the situation that was uh, that happened at, with ole and you know the interim manager becoming the permanent manager I, i'm not sure that will happen uh i think we'll talk about pochettino soon but i think pochettino is is the the let's say apple of the eye for the united board and i think they want him to be that guy and uh, having get getting him mid season might uh, be a little difficult unless they uh, get it done so coming back to the interim guy i think do you think it is possible do you think it's it's right for anyone to sign up or for ask uh, or have man united ask anyone to sign up for for a project like that i think uh, the way, the same way they followed the trend when they got ole as an interim was they got a familiar face they got uh, someone who was close to united who's been in and out of the club maybe not very formally engaged but some way or the bit uh, related to united so that's why we are seeing the names of likes of darren fletcher carrick being floating around that mm. they could manage because with these people you know that you can give them a shot mm. uh, at for 6 months and even they would feel that that's the best they can expect from a big club like united right now and they want right. a long term solution and they do not have the creds right now to even back it up right. also there are likes of samuel adaisi bruce who are always begging for some <laughs> these type of responsibilities like right? they are rose in not relegation the season around although not you know yet. it's <laughs> yeah although it's not a relegation battle that united is facing it's the battle that they want to get top four so i don't know right. any manager right now who is available and get get united that feat even i think if they appoint poch they'll get close but um i'm not sure it's obviously a very hard job to take in right it's more pressure than a long term solution because you know if you even if you struggle this season you might get money in the summer and you just fix the things around but with this interim manager i although there is a window pending as well but i don't think united are going to back anyone with uh, the with the signings probably get a cdm if that's the urge of everyone around united but to take this as a responsibility it's a huge uh, 
place to fill in. I think for any manager, they know what they are going into and the amount of pressure that that comes into. But I think they they would also lay down their expectation very clearly that what are the current goals that they want to at least win against the teams that are not in top six. So right, they want. Uh, if if you get those string of results and get a satisfactory position on table for this season, I think that's the best thing possible, and that's what the expectation of the board ideally should be. But if they are expecting a long term solution, like I think Poch won't be appointed as interim; he would be he would be given a good contract. Yeah. So with him, it would I think it it will not be down to this season. It would be just this take us to a satisfactory place for this season, and we probably need the title next season. So that will be his what poch will come into but uh, yeah i think we can probably shift our focus from maybe i i don't see united appointing an interim to be honest because i think that i don't think i don't see that as a fix right now because the club cannot be fixed by an interim manager right now the faces the the squad the names that you have currently in the squad are just too big to be handled by a normal guy right you mm-hmm. need a aggressive person who is just yelling from the touchline to control these set of players yeah. because they should feel that there is an authority above them and they can nice. just uh, do anything to the players. So that's that's the scare I think every player needs and that's also a driving factor you know sometimes that you are scared the of performance as well. Probably Mourinho had that instinct when he came because he was so aggressive down, down at back time but he got a pretty much more kinder throughout his course of career but Right now, they need an authority who can just make themselves believe also. I think with Ole, that motivation factor also lacked, which I think could be filled with the Ronaldo mentality, but I think nothing is clicking uh, as of now. Mm. No, I think you're right there. Uh, I'm, I'm completely against this whole idea of appointing uh, an interim coach uh, to take over from Carrick. And then it's just bollocks. It sounds just... Stupid uh, for coming from a top organization, top club like Man United. But um, they will appointment someone, definitely. Uh, like you said, I think if uh, maybe right now, as on a permanent basis or in the summer, while somebody like Carrick and or Fletcher or, or somebody who knows the club comes in and just takes, rides this huge tide of pressure and games coming in. But apart from that, uh, if we kind of take uh, just talk uh, the options that Man United have uh, in the long term itself, um, I think it's pretty evident. From uh, you know, it's been a couple of days already since Oliver sacked, and there are reports coming in about several candidates. I think Zidane seems to be a complete no uh, from Zidane's end. I think he is keen on on rejecting the Premier League itself. Uh, I think same goes for Denny, Eric Ten Hag, at least for the time being. I don't think him, uh, I don't see him leaving Ajax mid-season. I think that's a complete no again. But I I think you must have read as well. I think I've been reading and understanding from uh, various reports about Pochettino probably saying yes to, to come to Man United right now, which will be a huge surprise for me. I don't see that happening because he's he's an employer uh, of PSG, and PSG do not let their employees cho- go as they like they want. Uh, the, the whole Kylian Mbappe situation in the summer is a fine example where they were offered 160 million from Real Madrid, 
and they said no and they will lose him for free because they have something else in mind regarding their project at 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 PSG so if they said no for Kylian Mbappe considering the whole uh, you know champion winning the champions league in by a qatari sponsored club in the year that qatar will host the world cup uh, it's just too difficult to see them letting go of their manager in mid season albeit i've also kind of read that if that is a possibility and they've kind of lined up sedan to take over immediately if that move happens what do you think of of the uh, chance of, of that and if that does happen do you see man united uh, doing a lot a little bit, a lot better actually they they should do a lot better with that squad and especially with a i would say you know which, which is a world class manager in in Mauricio Pochettino yeah i think for me pochettino was the right fit for united and a year back as well when they just extended ole's contract he was free he was out of spurs job um chilling in south america but they were they never thought of him at that time and i probably he also wanted a break from football for some time but then again a shock uh, appointment by psg at that time they just got uh, mauricio during that tight time where the talks were also happening that whether he could land up at united as well mm-hmm. now this brings me to the fact that whether even pochettino was their first choice in or not because right now if you see they are not letting kylian mbappe go because they know there is no number better number 9 available other than haland probably of that age and they might know that haland future might not be at france it could be at pl and that's a very big opportunity haland would reject that it could be at pl or la liga right now with the manager scenario i know psg won't let let him out easily there would be some compensation that united would obviously have to pay right i'm hearing it's around 10 million but yeah. i don't know what the actual figures are but if i look at the scenario i think it's a win win situation um it's if they get zidane they have a much brighter chance of winning the cl this year um because zidane has already led a madrid squad which was uh, flooded with world class players he knows how to get results with those world class players whereas poch built a world class lineup he never had world class players at his disposal so yeah. again that's the fine line uh that these two managers offer and i think with zidane paris would be more confident mm-hmm. and we've heard reports like pochettino not yet settled in paris uh as well he's still living in a hotel his family is still based out in london so there mm-hmm. are some gaps there is some unsettling factor that also makes this uh england move uh much more uh like it makes sense yeah and then down to whether this will be the right thing for united to do and whether it could lead to an upliftment in results i think for sure uh, pochettino obviously has proved his credentials in premier league um he's also proved his credentials in champions league although he missed out on that trophy but he clearly was uh, making some squad out of that tottenham lineup although that was built around two players but then then clearly we were seeing names coming down from that down from white hart lane that every player was uh, becoming a top top player and is, everything goes to poch only is and, this a, a quick question there is this man united team better than the one he had at tottenham which 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 he took to the final obviously i would uh, so 
this united team is currently the best team next to chelsea on paper for me so if if we just talk about to remove the results in the scenario i would say on paper they look very solid they in every position apart from i think they do have with if you talk about the depth of experience they do have juan mata and matic in with you so every aspect if you talk talk about youngsters you have sancho rashford and the list goes on so it do do not united does not fall short of any department it's just that which set of 11 works together the best is has to be resolved and i think a bright mind is a sharp mind like pochettino can solve this dilemma mm. for them and benching ronaldo also i don't think so will be a problem for him he can he's benched messi so many times already so he can bench ronaldo too so it it that that it that is down the question that ronaldo will again be a fan favorite and benching him would be be very difficult he cannot rotate the squad much with pochettino i've seen everything in pl i've followed him very closely because i loved him so much on the touchline and uh, this the way just the spurs were growing under him it was just good to see right so i feel it's also the keenness that he's also showing uh, towards united job is also a very driving factor whether the manager himself is interested or not now when we talk about the same thing with conte i think that's that's what that wasn't the case right the spurs offer was so tempting that he couldn't deny but had it been united conte would have even agreed at a fairly low wage price but <laughs> with spurs they just made an offer he couldn't refuse right but that's the same thing that with united you know that the history backs you is everything yeah. that backs you you get the limelight like never before and that's the stage that every manager wants i think sure, the yeah. touchline of united is much more heavier than right now if we talk in the current scenario the touchline of united is much more heavier than the likes of liverpool chelsea or man city because that's the job no one would like to take but that's the challenge that's the most exciting <laughs> challenge right now available for anyone right, right it's like right. you have to take a top club in ruins more or less in ruins to top back again and that if you do that thing you'll be like talked about by every manager probably in mm-hmm. the top 3 managers you'll be talked about in the top 3 managers again so that's the stage no one wants to be uh, lose out on because the gain if they see the gain that's huge <laughs> yeah absolutely now i think if bang on that that one last point was pretty pretty good there for you around that these guys uh, guys like pochettino have that it's it's too big an opportunity turned down obviously even though it's it's a mess and they'll have to walk in and walk through this this mess that has been created by those who run the club um, this is not a fault of you know the likes of ole gunnar solskjaer or even jose mourinho or even louis van gaal and i think they the 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 predecessors of ole have have made it pretty clear then how badly this club was run then and i think oleg was uh, the victim of the same so it's but nevertheless it's it's just still man united it's still one of the biggest in the world and like you said the challenge is such that if you if you pass this test i think you will be talked for for ages and i think uh, this is, I mean, if to be honest with you what if i if i take my rational hat out if i drop that one and if i put my man united hat on i think i want this every man united fan would want this to happen now maybe not every maybe you would some but some would want it on but um at least from my perspective from a from a man united perspective i think this whole thing about interim and caretaker and all of that just just drop it 
just get it done just pay you have, they've been wasting money all along they've been you know pouring money blindly needlessly not thinking about you know be it players or even managers even the compensation you talk about compensation for pochettino to psg around 10 million i think they would have paid i think they paid around 7.5 million for solskjaer and they would have paid humongous amounts to to louis van hal and uh, and jose if you and just on the on the hard note i mean in the last two cases i can't remember about louis van hal at least but if you go back to david moyes david moyes he was given a six year contract sacked in 8 months um and in in jose's case and in ole's case both were given uh extensions to their contracts and both were sacked in 3 to 4 months after they signed their new contracts so that's how poorly this this club has been run so if you have been you know just pouring money needlessly and wasting money and at least credit to the owners at least they have been putting in money uh that's one thing that people should not blame on them but they have not thought about it they're not thinking about it but at least for once i think i think they should think about this one properly and i think they should, if they um, if they can just just give it just finish it off just just rip this bandaid off give the money to psc get poch solve all your problems i mean with carrick or with whoever you get i think it will be tough to break into the top 4 i think with somebody like pochettino you have a chance and uh, from an owner's perspective from a business perspective uh, it makes sense because if you miss out on champions league there you go there's your business in ruin as well which is probably what these owners probably care about the most so then yeah think just get it done finish it off get poch yeah that's the man united in me <laughs> yeah t- taking from your point that i i, I didn't knew that uh... just after being offered a contract in the next year three or four months the managers have got sacked at united which is again very awful to hear for any club like if yeah. i hear something about like that at liverpool i'll be very i'll feel very disgusted but again that this is again down to decision making i mean yeah. if united uh stakeholders feel that they are giving someone a contract then i think they should always wait for them to uh give us some set of results right and with morinho i think again it was also down to the player manager relationship as well i think when in whenever a united manager is sacked there are a lot of external factors also that plays a big role that uh, louis van hal had a great issue with british media he was always uh, in the news for something or the other they never left him uh, free so that's again that the emotion around him also i think backfired and the stress got him got into him and the results obviously got disturbed because of that but i think with pochettino also that problem could occur right like if this impatience at a club like united is there who've been with a manager of likes of sir alex for so so long that we can't even imagine then it's it's a wrong trait i think there has to be a reshuffle in decision makers as well um i don't mind glazers management being cha- changed because that was also a shout we were hearing last year when the entire super league thing happened and 
that reluctancy among the fans to whether they can take the club forward or not. So I think some patient decision makers have to be there because with Liverpool, I think patience has paid off with Klopp because I don't know. We yeah. we just got top four. We every season we were just top four, but we could see that there were good results coming in. And I think with Spurs yeah. and Pochettino, there was a same relationship. Yeah. In the 2015-16 season, they could see Spurs battling it out against Leicester, but some injuries, something here and there, and it just didn't pave out because he was still not a league winner. With Claudio Ranieri, they still had a much more experienced manager. But now mm. when you see this Pochettino who's going to come at United, he's defeated the likes of Jurgen Klopp 4-0. He's defeated the likes of uh, Pep Guardiola at Champions League semi-final in a, such a heavy defeat in one of the most drastic semi-finals that I've watched. He's defeated likes of every manager that is currently in the Premier League. So, he's a different Pochettino that we had at Spurs. That Pochettino could make mistakes, but this Pochettino obviously has learned from those. So, I think it's a bang on, it would be a bang on appointment. I don't see any false note anywhere if United even pay 10 million. I think for a club like United and the fan base like United, they need to meet their expectations somehow. Else yeah. they'll just bash on the directors and the owners for not running the club properly. Because mm-hmm. if you are spending so much money, I think under Ole, they've spent 380 million, whereas that's just more than City, uh, uh, likes of Chelsea and Liverpool. They've spent around 250 million. I think Liverpool was 250 million and Ole has spent more. Now, with this amount of money being spent, you obviously expect results. And the money is just not spent on the transfer. It's also on the facilities and everything being brought around the club. So, you fans have nothing to just expect results. And if they don't come properly, I think they have every right to bash the people who are running the club as well. So, obviously, the blame would also go on the top. It should not always be at the bottom. True, true. And yes, uh, then we'll end at that note, Varun. Yeah. We are pretty much done. We sorted out. We ran out of time as well. But I think, uh, in again, interesting times at uh, Man United again. And um, I think we were, we uh, if you go back to the last part, I think we, we slightly mentioned that we'll probably talk uh, about a new, of a new face at Man United when we were talking of four new faces uh, in the Premier League. And um, uh, this will be the sixth new, by the way. <laughs> no, f- oh, the fifth new face, although Dean Smith just came back to Norwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, if we were talking of that, and here we are uh, trying to see which face it will be um, at Man United today. And uh, I don't know, let's see. Maybe the next yeah. time we record something about Man United, we'll have that new face and we'll have a concrete uh, name to talk about and to discuss his or his credentials uh, as a manager and hopefully those are good credentials and um, has a good managerial pedigree there <laughs> yep. perfect well that's it from us listener uh, hope you enjoy the next couple of days and uh, while we're recording this on a Tuesday uh, Michael Carrick will take charge of his first game as Man United manager in a must win if I can say that uh, game for the Champions League and uh, the next time we record um, I don't know what fortunes will hold um, and fate will see for, for Man United. But until then, take care uh, and for, thanks for listening. Bye.